minute a lad had asked me for a ticket, he'd go into the book. He could have 50, 60, 70 requests. They would look the army then and we kind of went through the list of who served them the most. There could be a lot of lads texting. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Uh, we're turning our attention now to Gaelic Games and delighted to welcome Andy Moran, the Leitrim manager, to the show. Andy, how are you getting on? Hi guys, how are you doing? Very well. So year one is down. Uh, how do you uh, assess the, the successes, the highs and the lows of, of Leitrim in the past season? Yeah, it was brilliant on a personal level. It was, uh, it was great, to be honest. And not just, not just saying that, just uh, I suppose it's completely different um, point of view of the game for myself from going from playing to uh, to being on the sideline in an inter-county senior at uh, both the league and championship game which was exciting for myself but then in terms of the the, the squad itself it's it's been a, a really good year we've came off two years of not winning a game I suppose um, not all down to anyone's fault really COVID kind of I believe hits the hit, hits the smaller squads more than it did the more established squads that have I, I, I suppose lots of finances lots of resources so um, Leitrim struggled through them two years so this year was a new beginning for me new beginning for the players and uh, I think it was all in all a successful year we'd have loved to have been in Crow Park this weekend um, unfortunately we just didn't get there but uh, up to that point um yeah, really encouraging year. Uh, some really nice players there, if I'm being honest with you. R- really kind of good core of young young guys that really want to push on. And should, that's makes it exciting from day one. Was there anything that surprised you about inter-county management so far? Like anything that you didn't really see coming or, or anything that maybe you couldn't have prepared for? Oh, the intensity of it. Um, right. Even now we're we're out 10 days and it's, uh, you know, there's, there's meetings going on. There's... Uh, you know, you're trying to prepare. You're trying to prepare, guys. It, like it, it used to be a situation. I, I think even when I first started playing, that you you leave, you go back to your club, you come back in December, maybe you have to shed a few pounds, and then you go again. You know, but now with the intercounty season, it's it's twelve months around the year in terms of now. If Leitrim really want to progress, they need to go and they need to uh, work now hard for the yes. Go of course, go back to the clubs, but maintain them S and C programs maintain their running programs and make sure that they're ready to... You've often heard Paddy saying on the pod that Dublin used to come back ready to train, not not trying to get fit. They come back in good shape. And, and that's the way it's gone. People have followed Dublin's Dublin's lead, Mio's lead, Kerry's lead throughout the last few, few years and now Leitrim kind of need to bridge that cap. But then the intensity of everything um, uh, within the setup uh, between organising sessions... Uh, the bits away from training, the logistics of having guys in Dublin, Goldwyn, Limerick, all around the country, try to organise physios, uh, gym sessions. Just it's 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 all encompassing, and within a within a county as small as as Leitrim, I can't imagine how that is for the bigger managers, the 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 Desi Fars, the James Horns, the the Jack O'Connors of this world, where they have to organise everything um, on a much bigger scale. It sounds like you're almost in like operations manager territory there for the next little while, trying to to get all this thing up and running. Like, I, 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 do you think that the managers of the, of the so-called bigger counties have all that responsibility in their hands as well? Yeah, I think they probably they they, they definitely do, and they probably uh, over the course of it again, like resources are huge in terms of uh, in terms of Gaelic football. It, it, you've often heard it mentioned, I've heard it mentioned, and when you're playing, you don't really get a good sense of what's really. Uh, 
necessary behind the uh, behind the scenes in terms of funding, in terms of making sure guys have enough. Uh, um, you know, making sure people like during lockdown, making sure people have enough equipment so they can work out, being monitored well enough that you can afford to pay skilled professionals to come in and make sure all them programs are monitored. And when you're in season, then that's the key thing. And I, I think what the bigger counties probably have more so than the smaller counties, if there's more resources to to get more people on the ground so they can look after more people in, in Leitrim and I, I suppose other counties uh, within the within the 32, both in football and hurling, it's probably a bit tougher, um, but then you're working off a lower playing base, like a smaller playing base, so it, it probably kind of uh, closes the gaps in that. But yeah, Dublin, Mayo, Kerry are probably just a couple of years ahead of us in in regard to that, but the, the the catch up will be fun, and I suppose the key thing for me as a young manager and all our backroom team is that you're learning as you go along, and you're 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 kind of try to you you be ringing other guys, um, even the pod last year when we talked to Rory Galler and Colin Collins, Joe, you'd have been taking little hints off them and the little kind of guidelines off them and how you do this and how you kind of accelerate that process a bit more. Did, did, so I was just going to ask, did you pick up the phone to anyone this season as manager for a couple of nuggets of advice? Yeah, there's, um, there's. Uh, I suppose our our season was going along really nicely in terms of, uh, in terms of the way it went. Cavan and Tipperary were obviously in Division Four. They were the favourites to come out of the division. They didn't, there was no kind of surprises there uh, along the way. Uh, we played London. We, we we done very well without Keith Byrne that day, and then we played Galway. So after the Galway game, there was a few phone calls made to maybe one or two. Uh, Past greats of of the county. Um, obviously, I've I've John on my doorstep, which which is a big help. But then there was other county managers along the way that uh, you just ask them a little bit bits of advice, and you just pick it up as you're going along. So there, there's always there's always little kind of interchanges between between managers, and I wouldn't be ever afraid to ask for a bit of help. Believe me, you know. How important Andy, is the Talshan Cup then going forward in terms of like what it gave you in the season, what it gave other counties, and trying to lift yourself after Pear Stadium? Like because we we'll say if you come into Leitrim jobs, so that you know a young manager coming in gives everyone a lift. Like, but it, it must be very very hard to motivate players in other counties to keep to keep committing to what's effectively a professional regime. So how can the Talshan Cup? and be a kind of a, an inspiration for players going forward the Talton Cup for me Johnny is um, has a lot to to build on do you know what I'm saying it's got it's got a lot more improvement to go to I think the structure this year was okay and then on the other side of that I would say it's been absolutely not the structure Anthem but for counties like Leitrim Sligo even the likes of Cavan it's been absolutely brilliant mm. in terms of Given guys a chance. So the, what I mean by that is I'd love it to go to a round-robin competition um, in, in 2023 in terms of ensuring that each team has three have three uh, three games to start off with. So the likes of Antrim when they came down and played us, that was a knockout game. So Antrim had to wait six or seven weeks when they lost to Cavan. Then they come down and play us. Now all of a sudden they're out. Um, where we were lucky enough to win that game and then we had another game. But if everyone was ensured three games, you're on about development, Johnny. Over this year, we've had 11 games, league and championship, four championship, seven league. That's more than the last two years put together. Um, it just, fellas can't improve unless you're playing games. Managers, we've got a young guy there for, for, for Leitrim called Jordan Reynolds. Okay, Jordan never played for Leitrim. He, he never actually won a game for Leitrim right through 16s, minors, 20s. And he won his first game with a Leitrim jersey on him against Antrim. But if we didn't have that game, 
we wouldn't have seen him again this year. Do you know what I'm saying? That was his first game of the year. He had injuries early on in the year. Wasn't fit enough to, to talk out against Galway. But then all of a sudden he was ready against Antrim, came on just after half time, and then played the whole second half and extra time against Sligo. And now the whole county is talking about this young guy that we didn't know about four weeks ago. Do you know, it's, it's, that's, the, that's the key thing. It builds a kind of uh, uh, confidence within the guys that they can do it moving, moving forward. We got knocked out of the championship the day after Monaghan get knocked out of the championship, already that gives us gives us a chance because if if Leitrim get knocked out four or five weeks before Monaghan, you lose a full month of coaching your guys. Um, Monaghan get a, a five week head start already a huge gap between ourselves and Monaghan, but to get another five week head start going into twenty twenty three, so where's the chance to catch up? The Talton Cup gives the Cavans, the Sligo's, the the Westmeads, and the Offalys the chance to keep training right through the summer, have a smaller gap for pre-season, and then all of a sudden then go again to push on in 2023. And I think the championship in a whole, Johnny, will get fundamentally better as the Talton Cup gets stronger. And I think the difference this time between the Tommy Murphy and the Talton Cup is that managers and players have really, really bought into it. Like, for mm-hmm. example, our team, when we got knocked out against Galway, nobody left the squad. Mm. Um that's nothing down to me being this, that or the other. That's because the guys knew that competitive games coming, that they could compete. And then last, and sorry for the long answer, the long-winded answer, but and then last week against Sligo, you go down to Pork Sean and Carrick and Shannon, there's 5,000 people at the match. The place is absolutely, like, it, it, I'm not just saying this, I genuinely am just saying this, as good as atmosphere as I ever played in, and I was on the sideline, it was, it was amazing seeing the lead from people listening to the Leitrim people after the game saying the kids were at the game for the first time since they got to the league final in 19. The excitement was kind of back at it. Sligo and Mayo, pitch invasion after the game. It was just incredible to see. And that's the beauty of having games against teams that you can compete against at your own level. That's exactly what you wanted to be. like, yeah. you know. And it's just like, I, I've, I, I, I don't like people poo-pooing the idea of a competition because it isn't the All-Ireland because I think games between the likes of Leitrim and Sligo can be very enjoyable and what they mean to the local people. And it's only in its infancy and we're trying to break a, a long, long tradition here and uh, I think it'll really take off. I hope it does. Yeah. Like, but Johnny, on that, I, I will say, the wait till you see Sunday in Crow Park. Mm. Wait till you see Sunday in Crow Park. It will be, it will be unbelievable. It'll be better than the product that was put in place last Saturday. Even though the mm. quality of the football will be better last Saturday with Kildare, Mayo, and Roscommon and Clare. What we'll see in terms of atmosphere, enthusiasm, kicking the ball, players trying to be the best, will be a better product, I believe, on Sunday than what we produced last Saturday. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You look at the championship, the League One playoffs, the League Two playoffs in soccer. So they're some of the best games of the year, even though the quality mightn't be as good, but the excitement and the drama and the, the atmosphere creates it creates a great product. Well, that's a really interesting point because I was just going to ask about that when you mentioned the 5,000 strong crowd in Carrick and how that made for a brilliant atmosphere. You clearly think that these games on, on Sunday should be played in Croke Park and I guess for Talton Cup teams maybe it's different but the suggestion was last Saturday that if you brought those exact same games out of Croke Park to a provincial ground they would have been much better even if you had the same teams going up against each other. Like, it, it, Is it different this Sunday when you have teams who don't regularly play in Croke Park and that they should be played there or did that Carrick experience make you kind of think twice about that thinking God these provincial grounds do have a rocking atmosphere? I think you answered the question, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> no, I think it, the, the Talent Cup is different. Um, for the likes of Sligo and Leitrim, 
la- last weekend, the draw was to play in Copern. Mm. Okay, that's where the excitement was because, like, you look at an emblem Mulligan type figure. He's played he's, he's played over a hundred times for Leitrim, um, which is not nearly half enough. If I'm being honest, he played nearly hundred times for Leitrim, and he's played one time in Copern in the league final in Division Four. You know, so yeah. draw was to get to Co-Park and to show the guys that there's club football, there's county football, and then there's Co-Park football, and to show them that like these are three nearly different competitions, different games, and to get them used to that, uh, to get them used to that kind of pace of the game. And the big disadvantage for someone like Leitrim is that Sligo now go and play there, and they'll see a game played at a whole different level, a whole different pace, and then we have to play them next year in Division Four. So yeah, yeah. I would say it's different. Last weekend. Own, totally agree with you. I was in Crow Park, and it was literally it was it was it like the, when you see the seagulls flying in. Like I remember doing runs after a game one time when I didn't play enough minutes, and doing runs after the game, and it was just uh, the seagulls were down on the pitch. <laughs> you know, yeah. during the game last week and after in the second half, Joe, there was that little people in the place that all, all, it looked like that at times, you know, and it was just uh, it was just a really surreal atmosphere. But for the Talton Cup, I think there'd be 30 or 40,000 people at this. I think it'd be a great atmosphere. No, that, that's really interesting because I wasn't sure how much of an incentive it was inside the camps because it's like something mm. that's spoken about so much. It's like, oh, Emily Mulligan never gets to play in Croke Park. And I'm like, does he himself like think that actually the, the Carrick atmosphere is, is something that he wants and like has that championship feel? But clearly not. And just kind of on top of that then and, and along the same theme, that if you just focus on like the, the win against Antrim, Andy, like how does that feel as a manager, as a group compared to say, I don't know, being involved with a big win for Mayo in, in Croke Park? Is it on the same level? Is it, is it absolutely nerve wracking? Is it on the same level of ecstasy when you get over the line as, as anything would have been with, with, with your Mayo days or how do those experiences compare? Oh yeah, it's, 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 it's way worse um, in terms <laughs> of nerves, in terms of pressure. Like when you are playing, you actually have some uh, resemblance of control of the game. Um, Joe, you can actually affect the game. So you're on the pitch when when you're on the sideline. Um, your work is done when the guys cross the white line. So um, yeah, very kind of uh, like I'd probably get involved in the game. Maybe that's a bit of an experience, but I'd get involved kind of in the game as well in terms of you know being encouraging directing and stuff like that so um, you kind of lose yourself in, in the moment as well but the pressure of the game um, is, is, is huge as a, as a, as a manager um, I'll tell you what's a huge pressure lads and you asked me what it's like but when you play a game against Antrim and you need to turn around then for seven days and play against the Sligo like it happened last week and you need to get the video analysis done on the Antrim game. Then you need to get the video done on the Sligo game. You need to talk to the guys that mightn't be too happy that they didn't play. Mm. You need to talk to the guys that did well. That 48, 72 hours from Sunday through to Wednesday evening is absolute maniac stuff, to be honest with you, in terms of pressure, in terms of uh, just making sure that you have all the right people talk to and you're, you're trying to pick a team then for the following week, try to analyse what Sligo might be weak and strong at. Like that was just huge um, and uh, huge learning for us. But the pressure of the game, yeah, uh, Owen, it, it, it's huge um, and completely different than when you were a player. How do you approach that conversation with the lads who are unhappy with the minutes that they got at the weekend? Yeah, I suppose at the start, you like like I was probably kind of flapping around it a tiny bit in terms of um, when you're t- when you're t- when you're talking to the boys in in. Uh, um, you're trying not to hurt feelings and you're trying not to um, do it. But then, like, I, I kind of analysed it after the first couple of times I, I, I did it. And um, I I just 
honesty is the only way to go. You have to be honest. You've got to know the reasons why you're not doing it. And I think if you're honest with guys, I think nine out of ten times, fellas just go, okay, that's fair enough. Do you know, I'll try to work on that. They'll be very disappointed. Uh, kind of when you're not making 26, sometimes you're a tiny bit embarrassed by that. You know, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but you're going back to your family, your clubs, and you need to kind of be really respectful towards that as well. Um, but honesty is the only way to go about it. It's, it's, uh, I think it's the only way to um, kind of, if if you want to kind of keep the respect with the players, I, I think if you're if you're being honest with them. And I remember when I was a manager or when I was a player getting a phone call one time asking a manager, why am I to playing? And he just turned around and he goes, Andy, we need you for the last 20, not the first 20. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of went, well, that's fair enough. <laughs> I say, yeah. do you know, what do you say to that? You say, listen, he still wants me. He still needs me, but it's uh, it's not the way I wanted to do. It's not 70 minutes, but if people are just honest with you, I think it's it's the best way to I, go. I remember you as a young, an underage soccer player, but uh, do, you, do, you have, do you have sympathy for um, Stephen Kenny just having to deal with this, I don't know, this hysteria over a couple of results? Like, It's 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 mad, isn't it? It's uh, But I, I see it, uh, Johnny, I see it here with... Um, with with James, with James mm. Horn, the, the pressure is just enormous in in terms of of football, like our culture in terms of management. We like we've always, you know, it's like Mayo's always been a mad football county, like insane football county. But since that run started in two thousand and eleven, the pressures on managers have just it's gone through the roof. And I got to know Andy during the year. We went up to me a couple of times for a few challenge matches. Um, Got to know Andy, terrific guy, and the pressure he was under uh, as a manager, and it's it's just uh, it, it's enormous, and it's it's something that I think an advantage of being a modern player, like that that I'm not finished too long. I kind of understood that pressure, kind of going into it, but now it's it, it's still up a few notches than what I expected. But uh, the top counties are under that much pressure now to 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 get results. It's huge, and Stephen Kenny is just on a whole different level altogether. You talk about that pressure and that must be one of the frustrating aspects then when you come away from that game two weeks ago knowing that a decision uh, to an extent does you out of a place in Croke Park this weekend. That ratcheting up of the pressure all season long and knowing that something's kind of taken out of your hands like that. And it was a significant moment, Andy, um, the, the the square ball decision against you to, to rule out that goal at the start of extra time. How do you process that in the aftermath, especially when something like that is is out of your control? Yeah, the funny thing about that one, Owen, it, it was Shane Moore that put the ball in the net. And Shane is 29, I'd say, 29 years of age and really smart. Like, do you know, really, like, like his, his key strength is that he's a really smart footballer. And I was just thinking to myself, there's no way he's caught inside the box, you know, for, for, uh, for a square ball. But listen, it is, there's decisions within the game. These things happen. Um, very, very frustrating. I won't lie to you, especially in extra time. We had scored four on the bounce to get us back level. Jordan had scored a terrific point. Keith kicked a, a whirly altogether um, to put us level. And then the next score, actually, just after extra time, was the goal. So we'd have scored one four on the bounce, which would have put Sligo under a huge, huge pressure, you know. So, um, yeah, frustrating. Um, but the game could have been won and lost within, uh, within fine margins and within the game and we could have lost or we could have won it and listen it's, it's a refereeing decision it went against us very very disappointed it'd be great be unbelievable to be going playing Cavan this week in Cork Park but it didn't happen but what I would say is when you're kind of analysing the game and I, I found myself doing this maybe earlier in the week you forget the great things that are just after happening as I said to you 
the kids at the game coming in asking the likes of Keith Byrne, Ryan O'Rourke, these guys for their, their autograph after the game. You know, the guys getting standing ovations coming off the pitch, both the Sligo and Leitrim supporters absolutely bouncing out the gate. So you can totally kind of focus on the result, um, which is which is important, or look at what's just after happening within within the, the county of Leitrim and the love of football kind of is, is back um is back to where it should be. And it's it, for me, you always kind of coming from a Mio setup, you always kind of symbol where the team is at when you see the kids at the pitch and if the kids want to meet their heroes. You know, that's 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 the job of any footballer is to make sure that you leave something that the kids want to replicate in, into the future. And all of a sudden, these guys are doing it, you know. Absolutely. This weekend, then, it's uh, Crow Park. It's Sligo against Cavan and the curtain raiser at 1.45 and Westmead against Offaly at 4 o'clock, the Talton Cup semi-finals, obviously. Who do you see coming out of them, Andy? You've seen a few of them up close and personal in Division 4 and in the Talton Cup this season. And, and who do you see going all the way? Yeah, it's 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 a tough one. Um, coming out of Division Four, you probably wouldn't have picked Cavan um, because they played well, but they just did enough. You know, they just they just did enough to get through every game. It was just it was kind of like they kept everyone at arm's length. It, they never really exploded, but then they go out and play a team that had a really good Division Three in Antrim and destroy them. And then you see like. Okay, so you can take away and you can look at Dermad uh, Donegal result last week and say, oh, Armagh hammered Donegal. But in reality, there was a 25-minute period there in the first half where Donegal absolutely ripped Armagh asunder. You know, And I don't mean that disrespectfully to Armagh. Donegal played outstanding football. Thompson kicking points, Murphy kicking points. And, you know, and it was just lovely to watch Ryan McHugh kicked outside the foot one. It was just lovely. And then you have to analyse then the Cavan got really, really close to Donegal, you know? And so you'd have to say Cavan have the form coming into it. And I, I think Cavan will probably just kind of sneak the, the, the whole competition. Now, saying that, we've we seen awfully most of their second team in a challenge during the year. And I know John has done terrific work with them. i seen Westmead playing against Mio last year in Division 2. Again, that they probably should have won up in Cusick Park. So they've got real... Uh, talent there as well and the thing about Westmead I would say is the pace they have up front they could be the team to kind of watch to get within three points of Kildare in, in the Leinster so it's a real tough one to real tough one to analyse but I would say that Cavan probably have the edge I would just say they probably have the edge winning the 2020 Ulster I think they're really kind of I, I think Jack John Tony and, and Mickey Graham have really kind of went after this tournament uh, so I think if if they've really focused in on it, Cavan should sneak it. But I think it's going to be a really tough test from this week and the following weekend in the final. Yeah, hopefully we've got three cracking games left in the competition. Just one last thing, Andy. Um, Mayo uh, on Saturday uh, they had a fairly mixed performance, but got a positive result in the end. It is deja vu. We have seen this time and time again. We've seen this from teams that you played in, where through the back door they look so unimpressive, and then they find themselves back in an All Ireland final. So, what would your message be to the people who are looking at that Mayo performance on Saturday and writing them off already ahead of their quarter final? See, the the Mayo boys, particularly the guys that have been there a long time, know that they're not playing well. It's it's uh, they they wouldn't be dressing it up like they wouldn't be turning around saying oh well we got the results and blah 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 they know they're not playing well like everyone that was at that game the last day even the comeback was okay it wasn't to the standard they want to play at um, but it's the draw lads that Mayo would have wanted and I don't mean that 
kind of patronising towards the players or anything like that. I mean it is in it's now you either play or you get bet. You either play or it's all over. It's it's like there's no way about it. Mayo could play really, really well against Kerry and still lose. Um, but they have to know the performance levels have to go up. There's no more excuses. And I think what happened with them teams in 16, 17 was that when we got to the point, then we could kind of up it. And uh, when we got to Crow Park, we could up the, the level, the speed, the skill level that we, we need to play at. And we're just hoping as, uh, as Mayo people, that they do the same thing. Um, I think it's a very dangerous game for Kerry. I think it's probably in the point now where, like, like Kerry haven't played a game since round six of the league. They played the last league game, which was dead rubber. They played my own the, the, in the final, which wasn't really a game. Cork put it up to them for 50, but you always thought Kerry now are going to pull away. Limerick have played. So they haven't really played a game since round six. So Mayo not playing well. Still beat two, two Division One teams to get to to get to a quarter final, and I, I like Kerry should win the game, but I, I do genuinely think Mayo have a chance of uh, going upset. But I think people kind of have short memories at times too. I think like Dublin, obviously not playing to their highest standard, obviously not playing to their higher standard last year. But I think they were ten four up at half time. I think they went, they got to fourteen, and then they never scored. And we all got on this momentum train like we love to get on, and uh, all of a sudden started clipping away at, at Dublin and brought them to extra time, won the game. And Kerry on form should win, but I, I think it's a great draw for me. I genuinely think it's a great draw. Do you I think any of the, the, the shadow boxing of the league game will stand to them here in that, like they'll have learned much from that? Or um, with with do you think James Horn is thinking this might we might meet them in the championship? And I know a lot more then. I do, I, I don't buy that narrative, Johnny, okay. about the, about the league about the league. Uh, final. I think we all went helpful to win that league final. I think the only difference in it is that Kerry are the fastest team. Kerry are Dublin of five, six years ago. The fastest team in the whole competition. And in that final, no Sheen Mullen, no Paddy Durkin, no McLaughlin. Obviously, Tommy Conroy wasn't playing because he's out for the year. No Killian, essentially. But, yeah, but like Killian's greatest asset was never his pace. But them yeah, four yes, guys I, yeah. I mentioned are absolute speed merchants. So now all of a sudden you've Gavin White running but you don't have a Paddy Durkin or Noel McLaughlin to go after him. So, you know, so like, essentially, Johnny, is that Kerry essentially ran us out the gate that day and then you have the brilliance of Clifford then on top of it. So now at least Mayo will have pace to match pace in key in key areas. And then you can see then are they good enough to go and win. Um, as I said, they probably shouldn't. But that day in the National Final, in the National League Final, Kerry were just too fast for Mayo. In every asset of the game, we lost way too much speed Mayo lost way too much speed and the fellas we had to replace them are really, really good footballers, but they're a different footballer. They'd be kind of like me and as Owen mentioned there, Killian, they'd be the slower, kind of more skillful kind of player where against Kerry, if you don't have someone to mark Brian O'Bugley, you've no one to mark Gavin White, you've no one to mark Paddy Clifford, Darren Moyne and these guys, they'll just run out around you. So at least the next day when Mayo go to Crow Park, they'll have speed to match speed and then you see have they enough about them up front uh, to, to go in the game. Do you still listen to the football pod or is that like texting your ex? I would know, absolutely. As I often said, I'm jealous that uh, um, O'Donoghue was so good, the little whore, but he's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's brilliant. I, li- I, listened to, I listened to the one yesterday. I was actually really surprised how, how, and thank God for Tommy Rooney. I won't say that too often, but thank God for him. At least he stood up for me a bit. But the, the two boys were very big on Kerry yesterday. Um 
and rightly so, Kerry, in, in my opinion, I've been saying it for a couple of years, should go and win all Ar- this All-Ireland and possibly All-Irelands then after. But until they do it, there's pressure on them. And gee, I, I honestly think if any team can put a squeeze on them, it's Mayo. Now, Mayo's performance level needs to go way up. But the two boys yesterday, we'll be having words with them, both Paddy and uh, Jamesy, they were, they were very, very, very big on Kerry. Um, but I, I think it's a danger, real dangerous game for Kerry. I think all the pressure, every bit of the pressure is on Kerry. Me, you, Johnny, the two boys in the pod would all say Kerry should win, they will win, whatever. But that puts huge pressure on you. And uh, like Jack O'Connor has a job in his hands in the next 10 days to make sure them boys don't get caught up with a bit of, a bit of complacency going into the game. Andy Moran, a pleasure chatting to you as ever. Thanks a million for taking the call. Thanks for having me, lads. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.